Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. This is Yolanda and we are in session number nine. And today we have a very special guest named Matthew. And listen, I am so excited to share this interview with you. One, because Matthew did a Reiki session on me before the podcast interview and you'll hear more about that. But He's also here to talk to us about exploring the divine masculine through a new lens. And I think this is huge because there's so much talk in this realm about the divine feminine. And of course, you know, the divine masculine is also a very important component to all of us harmonizing our energies. So let's hear how Reiki and his practice has started to shape his perspective in new ways. I can't wait for you guys to meet Matthew. Let's get started with the show. Okay, so welcome to Reiki Radio. Today we are talking to Matthew about exploring the divine masculine through a new lens and I have to say I'm really excited to talk to you about this because there's so much talk in this realm about the divine feminine and a lot of energy around really helping women to empower that divine goddess energy but we don't hear that much from the men about the divine masculine so we have Matthew here with us today and Matthew is a father a husband a surfer and a Reiki master, and he's on a mission to strengthen the divine masculine and help people to connect with themselves and their spirituality and their healing. So welcome to the show, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to uh, share and, and learn from you as well. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So one of the first things, of course, I want people to kind of get a feel for what even led you down this path. So can you start with sharing with us how you even were introduced to Reiki? Yeah, for sure. And pardon me if it's a little long-winded because, you know, since going down this journey, I'm actually starting to realize that things that happened when I was younger actually led me to this, but I was, you know, I dismissed it and and probably ran away from a lot of the signs that led me here. But I'll just start with the fact that as a, as a kid, I was really interested in like ghosts and spirituality, mediumship and stuff like that, but didn't really pay that much attention to it. Um, And around 2008, I was living on Oahu, Hawaii, and I was traveling from Oahu back home to New Jersey where my family was. And I was in the airport and I was in a bookstore and for whatever reason, um, James Van Prague's book, Ghosts Among Us, oh, like, yeah. stood out to me. And it was like weird. I was like, I have to go buy this book. And I'm like, I've never read anything spiritual related in my life, like ever. So um, I bought the book and I, I went up reading the entire thing front to back on the flight to New Jersey. And I was like, really where like, it was kind of like an eye opener, like, wow, I, I learned about auras and energies and chakras and meditating and, you know, being able to like have that, all these modalities. And um, it was really interesting, but 
I was 23 and all I wanted to do was party. So when I got off the plane, um, that's all I did was party. And I'm sure, you know, me meditating as a 20 something year old went about as well as you think it would have went. Um, I closed my eyes for five minutes. I didn't see anything and I quit and said, this sucks. It doesn't work. Um, so I kind of, I, I dabbled with meditation from that point on going back to Oahu and Maui. Um, I still had this side of me, which was really interested in, in learning more about meditating and things that I didn't understand. But, you know, I was just kind of too wrapped around the helm of me surfing and hiking and partying. And I was just being young. And honestly, it just wasn't, you know, my time to go down that path, which I know now. Um, and then, you know, we can fast forward to, you know, 2015 is when I really started like listening to a lot of audiobooks and I started meditating and I started experiencing some of like the positive shifts, like, you know, more relaxed, uh, less stress. Um, but I never really was able to develop that into something like where it was like a daily practice. Um, and most recently, six months ago, I was on what I like to call YouTube University, just flailing around. I don't even remember what I was looking for. Right. Um, but I was probably lost, like lost in the sauce, like watching my 100th video for an hour. And I went up seeing a local um, San Diego Reiki uh, master. Her name was Marissa. And she was an, a spiritual intuitive, and she had a bunch of uh, guided meditations through YouTube. And I was, like, really interested. Like, I think I'm going to reach out and try to get a reading, like my first psychic reading. And she was booked for, I think, the next year. So her assistant, which was like, one of her students, was, you know, in touch with me. And she was like, I will, I'll get you in touch with someone who can do a reading for you. And then that's where I first learned about Reiki because what she offered was a, a Reiki distance healing, which I had no idea what that was either didn't even know what Reiki was. I thought it was a form of massage. Um, so I kind of blew her off. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. This is just, this is weird. Like I just wanted a like a psychic healing or a psychic reading and that was it. Um, but a, a strange coincidence with her was, um, you know, she, as we like kind of connected, she asked me like, you know, where I was from and we wound up having a mutual friend from Maui um, which to me was like impossible. She's like, Oh, I, I know your friends. That's, that's weird. Um, anyway, I wound up blowing her off. Um, and then I just, I didn't want the reading. And I think two weeks went by and the first, um, girl I was in contact with reached out to me through Facebook and was like, Hey, you should really take a look at this. Like, I feel like this would be something that you'd want to do. And it was, um, a Reiki level one class. So I started looking at it like, okay, maybe, like, I'll, I'll check it out. It looks cool. Um, and I started to, like, you know, formulate my opinions of what I thought Reiki was. And then I just kind of paused, like, why is this, like, why is this all happening? Like, I, I went from watching a video to talking to two women. I didn't know what Reiki was. There's this strange connection. So I just kind of asked God or whatever, like, if this is something that I should be doing, then I, I need a sign. I need something tangible because if not, I'm just going to walk away. And the next day I went uh, surfing at a local spot uh, here in San Diego. And as I paddled out and made my way out in the lineup, for those of you that know, know surfing terminology, um, past <laughs> where the waves are breaking, um, I looked to my left. And 
right next to me sitting on his surfboard was my Reiki teacher's husband. I never met the guy. I only knew what he looked like through um, pictures I had seen on Facebook on, on her page. So that was kind of like my aha moment where it was, I, I was kind of freaked out, but I, I took it like, I understand <laughs> this is what I'm going to, I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell her that I, I want to take Reiki level one and, from from that point forward, like I, I can't even tell you how many synchronicities that I've had and just crazy coincidences that have, like wouldn't make sense to anyone. But I think as you start to acknowledge them, that's when you really open up the doors and then you allow more of those type of synchronicities to start flowing in. And that's exactly what happened to me. And from that point forward, I took Reiki too. And uh, most recently, Reiki Master. And now here I am talking to all of the Reiki radio uh, listeners, and as well as connecting with Yolanda. And I'm so excited to share my story and my experience with you all. You know, I love, there are a couple of things you said that really stood out. First of all, I love lost in the sauce. Um, but it is funny how on this path for so many people, like it really is kind of like following the breadcrumbs. So even when you first had, you know, the book that you found in these things, it is a process for us and I'm glad you point that out because a lot of people wonder like yeah you know something seems interesting but maybe it's not for me but we keep having these signs along the way until we are ready to really pay attention and invite it all in but I love how you did question this for yourself and ask for signs but that's insane that that's the sign you got I mean how more obvious could it be that the woman's husband was next to you in the ocean of all yeah, places. And it honestly, it, it gives me like, I, I literally, I love sharing that, that part of my story because yeah. it, that, that exact moment couldn't have resonated with me in my life. Like anymore. It was like, that was like, that's how I connect. Like when I'm in the ocean, like, you know, I, I've been an avid surfer since I was, you know, I think 15, ever since I can remember, I've been surfing. It's literally like what, where my like life has built from, like my career is you know, on the ocean and it's related because I just want to be by the ocean so I could surf all day. Um, you know, and it was, it just hit me while it was there doing what I love. And, um, I, I couldn't be more grateful that it happened in that way. Yeah. Well, one of the things, you know, I was so excited to hear from you was again about this, um, way that doing this work has really started to even shift your perspective around, you know, yourself and energy and really considering the divine masculine and what that even means. So can you just share with everyone first, maybe give a little more clarity around your background and maybe what the divine masculine meant to you before or how you perceived it and then how this work has really come in and where you are now with that whole idea around masculine energy. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, and, and kind of steer me back on course if I, if I go off in like multiple directions, because, okay. um, I have so much energy right now and I think we'll share why that is toward the yes. end of the, the podcast, but absolutely, um, for sure. So just a little bit of background for you guys. Um, you know, I'm from San Diego. I lived in New Jersey um, in my teenage years, and I left home uh, at 19 to join the Coast Guard. Um, still in the Coast Guard, I've been active duty since about 2003. Um, 
so my professional career, military career, has been search and rescue, law enforcement, um, working around, you know, alpha males and sometimes like alpha females, just people that want to lead and, you know, and, and just, you know, help other people out in, in um, like a search and rescue law enforcement capacity. So to me, like my, my divine masculine meant, you know, being, being tough uh, like hype, and it still does, it, but it was, it, it's shifting for me because it meant to be the guy with the gun to be the protector and to never, you know, appear weak or, and if you do have these, those weak feelings or not weak, but, you know, sensitive feelings or emotions to keep that within yourself. Um, And I think that's just a lot of the the culture that I've been exposed to for so long. Um, And then, you know, as I'm kind of breaking the layers of this, my initial divine masculine, Aura or persona, however you want to define it, um, it it's definitely shifting into where you know these experiences of you know op- I I thought people with these experiences or abilities you know you had to be special to have it, but in fact like we all we all have these gifts and we all have these right. abilities. It's just looking in at these subtle changes and you know as I was able to shed these layers my my uh, um, view of me as a divine masculine completely shifted into where like I, I think it's okay to be completely in tune with your emotions and your energies and as well as other people's emotions and energies and kind of figuring out the discernment between like what is your what is my energy and, and what is your energy and then just using that and like spreading your message and your light to just be the most, like the best human being you can be in in a spiritual capacity, because, you know, anyone on this path has learned that, you know, we're just spiritual beings having a human experience. Um, And that, that was the biggest shift for me was to just come to grips with the new sense of my divine masculine, where it's okay to to meditate and you know I because a lot of people in my line of work are like they're not hate filled but they're they're aggressive towards hate where I don't think we should put that much energy into that and we're always going to have bad things happen in our in our world and that's just the way the world is now but I coming at it from a different angle where it's like we should look at it with light or not even look at it at all and just accept what is for what it is and then just yeah. do, you know, my part to just spread the light. Of, I hate, that's actually really corny. Can, I, can we take that back? Just rewind <laughs> it. I don't, want to, I don't want to spread the light. I'm still kind of divine masculine, but um, but just to be, just be the messenger. Like you know, to just all I really want to do in life is I want to hang with my family. I want to make good friends, strengthen connections, and just laugh and give that feeling to other people. You know, it, it's funny. There's a couple of things. So one, it's funny you said about that. I don't want to spread the light. But it's beautiful that, you know, we all have this opportunity to create our own language around all of this. And, you know, um, I think one of the beautiful things in that is we really, it sounds like you're allowing yourself to create your own practice and really um, infuse what you're learning into who you are. 
instead of trying to change who you are. Um, so that's a beautiful thing. But it's interesting to hear you talk about this because it reminds me of, uh, I have this group that I work with called the Coven of Consciousness. And just recently we're talking about the feminine and masculine energy and how even culturally we have been taught to be so extreme into, you know, whichever one based on what gender we were born into. And there's really something beautiful that happens when we do start doing this work and you start to harmonize that feminine and masculine energy. And it doesn't take away from your masculinity to really connect with your energy and what you feel and how you translate these things and what it means. So it's, it's beautiful to hear that you are, you know, tuning into that, but how has it shown up in your life? Like, this connection that you have now and working with energy in this way, has it changed your perspective and just your interactions with people, your family? How is it showing up for you? Uh, yeah, like I would say really like kind of everything, but I think my, the one of the most noticeable connections that I'm having is uh, with nature. Um, huh. I, it's weird to say, but, especially when I'm surfing, I'm in the ocean, I can feel it. Like I can feel connected to mother earth while being in the ocean. And it's almost like that feeling of like, you're just a a cork, you know, bobbing in this massive ocean, which is our planet, which is earth. Um, And then the same applies when I'm on land um, with, with trees. Like I can, and another, I, I don't know what this term just came up, a tree hugger. I definitely don't uh-huh. consider myself one, but I do love, like, you know, everything is alive. Um, and it's, you know, it, in the principles of Reiki, like, that is definitely, like, another shift of, of perspective. Like, everything is a miracle, and everything has energy and, and light into it. And, you know, I'll, I'll notice myself just, like, walking around and, like, just admiring and um, and just really appreciating, like, the, the gift that we have and that we're able to walk around on this earth and and appreciate those the beautiful um, part that is life. Yeah, you know, and even before when we spoke about this, you mentioned um, kind of jokingly that this process, in a sense, has sent you into like an identity crisis, which was, you know, I'm like, yes everybody like once we start doing this work we have these moments of like wait a minute who am I what's happening what's shifting but again with your background and the work that you do what has that been like for you like what have you even been questioning about you yeah I'll tell you I'll tell you exactly when uh I had my I probably had a couple mini identity crises but um Mm -hmm. the one where I knew was like I am shifting was we were at the gun range, you know, practicing weapons proficiency. And I was in the middle, like there's a, a line of people. We're all shooting a paper target. And I like in the middle of this, you would think I wouldn't like think of this. I was just like, what am I doing right? Like, why am I, this is, doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. One, it was, like, unsafe for me to have that thought, like, in that moment, you know. Right. Um, so I, I kind of went back and, and finished what I had to do, but I, I, you know, I acknowledged that thought and was, like, I need to, like, meditate on this later and really, like, 
dive in and it was just it, it's been a shift and it's still shifting in the sense like I'm being guided more toward energy work and meditating and talking to people and having these connections and conversations about discovering our intuition, discovering our spirituality. And, you know, I think that that door is, is shutting and it's kind of in good timing because I've, I've had a pretty long career already, but, um, and I, I kind of go through these like, these experiences where I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like, what, you know, this isn't the work that I want to be doing, but it's, you know, my career at the moment. So I kind of have to do it. Um, and it, it's been tough to be honest with you because I can't really, yeah. while I'm at work, I can't have these type of conversations. One, because it's not what I get paid to do. And two, I would probably have a lot of people look at me in a very different, a very weird way. Um, which isn't to say that I'm embarrassed about this this side of me. It just doesn't really fit. It doesn't the the, the energy of it are almost like polar opposites, and it's like reverse polarity. It just pull it's pulling away from right. each other. But that is, you know, that's where wherein lies like my identity crisis and, and finding myself. And as I'm, you know, as I've described it, like pulling the layers back, I'm really seeing the direction that I want to be going in and the signs couldn't be more obvious for me. So in this, you know, with everything that you're experiencing, I mean, that's, you know, would seem the most obvious question, I guess, like, do you feel any less masculine or is it really just changing your idea of what it means to just be you and still be masculine? Oh, I love how you worded that. Um, it just, it's changed to, and you kind of hit the nail on the head before when you said, like, I'm embracing both. Like, I'm embracing yeah. the divine feminine and the divine masculine because I think working with them together, like, that, you, how could you be more in harmony with, with those combined, you know? And right. um, in this space, it's so heavy with divine feminine and, you know, I'm a goddess and, but, and there's, there's some divine masculine, but it, it's not it's not saturated at all. And right. I think that's what the space needs. But for me, it's, I, I haven't changed. Like I'm still Matt. I still, I like to surf. Sometimes I like to drink IPAs. You know, I, I like to hang out with the guys and um, I swim and, and work out and really embrace who I am as a man. Right. Um, but the, the shift would be just embracing both sides and, and really finding like my harmony where, you know, it's okay to, to feel emotions and express emotions. And as long as you're just doing that for like your highest, best good, and like essentially the world's highest and best good, you know, I, I think you just have to embrace both. Yeah. And, you know, I think the key word there really is just the harmony of it all, because even with us, um, who are, you know, if people are really focusing on their divine feminine and embracing that, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. But we also have to look at our relationship with the divine masculine as well. Even if we are, it doesn't matter, again, which, which gender we are. We are all infused with the feminine and masculine principles. And um, even as, you know, a woman, there are a lot of masculine energies, you know, we may have to heal or work on because of life experiences and also what we've been taught and all of these different things. So I think it's huge for all of us really to come into harmony with 
both aspects of who and what we are. And this is beautiful that you really do want to share and start talking about the divine masculine. So who do you want to help? I mean, I know that you feel really inspired and, you know, your excitement around all of this is beautiful. And I know you want to share and help others. So are you, if you had to speak directly, even to some of the male listeners, because they don't have that many people out here talking to them about all this beautiful work, is there anything you would share with them or like some tips that you would have for people just starting out on this journey? Yeah. Um, for me, like, I think a big goal that I set was to just strengthen the, the divine masculine, but I don't want to exclude anyone in, you know, right. the divine feminine. I, I'd ultimately like to just be like an open channel to work with whoever, but I really want to stand in my truth and create that space for the divine um, masculine, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I really just want to help other people in our space, whether you're a Reiki practitioner, um, a master, and just really share and connect and just strengthen our, our, our network that we have. And as well as other people that don't know, I mean, Reiki changed my life. Um, and, and it really did. And, and initially going into it, I just wanted to learn Reiki for me just to, to do self healing and yeah. you know, maybe go a little bit deeper in meditation. And then <laughs> it, it'd be hard to cover all the experiences that I've had, um, like in Reiki one, two, and then master. But um, they, it really encouraged me and kind of forced me to go into a, a different direction and to actually help other people heal. So, you know, I, I feel intuitively guided to do that. Um, you know, into and how that transforms, I don't know yet, but I'm definitely starting to to develop a practice, and then that's going to lead into some other things that I'm I'm working on. So that that's just it. I really wanted to share the message in my story, um, but if I could give some tips to people that are in this space, whether you're you know a Reiki practitioner, you're you're just started, or you want to get started, is to just really go at your own speed. Um, yes. It, it's really easy to look at other people um, that are a couple years down the road and they've got all these abilities, they're spiritually um, ascended or they're, they're intuitive and they can see auras and they can see energies and um, they can, you know, do past life regressions and all these different modalities with their but I love them all. I, I definitely think I want to go down that path. But just go at your own speed because this is like the biggest takeaway. If, if you take away anything from this podcast is comparison is the great thief of joy. You need yeah. to like embrace your own journey and just don't quit. If something doesn't work, I mean, there are, there are days where I, I meditate every day and there's some days where I just stare at the back of my eyelids and I don't see anything and it's discouraging, but you know, like it's all in divine timing and it's, you know, your doors will open and you'll go down the path that is, that is meant for you. So as a new friend of mine puts it, you have to practice your practice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I love so much just even that one line you said, comparison is the great thief of joy. That is so true. 
It is so true. And I think that's a really powerful um, message for people to hear. But so now that's actually a great segue, you know, talking about practicing your practice and, you know, just going and doing this in your way. This morning before the show, um, Matthew actually did a distant Reiki session on me. And I want to thank you again for even offering that. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, so you. if you are someone who are, you know, curious about Reiki or even, I want to say this for Reiki practitioners, you know, a lot of times we forget that us being worked on is just as important, like our own self-care and sometimes reaching out to have other people work on us is huge. It's really important that we also maintain our balance. So having you work on me this morning was absolutely beautiful and I could feel you in my space so strongly and yeah, thank you for that. But I wanted you to share because a lot of people, you know, are curious about the distant work and, you know, connecting with that energy. So for you, um, how was that? And how do you feel, you know, doing the distant work? Has this been an odd thing for you to get used to? Or is it just kind of like you just sunk right into it? Uh, yeah, too, man. I, uh, and one, you're welcome. And thank you right back. Um, there's, I'm, I'm trying to take notes because there was something that I wanted to, that, to mention that, that happened at the end of the distance Reiki healing. Um, yeah, when when I first started, I was really big on the self-healings for myself and, um, you know, and everyone's practice is different and, and journey is yeah. unique. But for me, for whatever reason, I really fell into doing distance healing more than I um, getting hands-on with, with um, clients, which is weird. I'm still trying to figure that out. I still love doing both, but um, I, I the feel the distance I love it. I, it, I yeah. feel it so deeply and I'm just able to really like connect and, and, and work in, you know, whoever the, whoever I'm working on space. Um, and I'll, I'll just share what, with your, the distance healing, what we did this morning was the most powerful distance healing that I've ever felt. Um, I actually never, I haven't, felt anything like that ever and I don't know if it was maybe it was because it was almost a mutual healing or you know you sent me it right back which I wasn't expecting and I felt that which was really mm -hmm. cool mm -hmm. uh, to be in that space I was like oh like wow that's that's coming right back to me um yeah I had a lot of like crazy uh visuals and I was actually like it, I felt like I was in your space which I've never felt that before typically like I'll you know, I, I think I'm imagining, but I'm really just I'm I'm seeing. Um, totally. It, it was a it was a beautiful healing. Like um, I really felt connected to, and I think I told you that I saw Saint Germain in your space, yeah. and that to me he came up as your ascended master. And you know, I feel like we don't just well, we have one, but I feel like other ascended masters pop into our space. Um, yep. That's something that I'm definitely learning about. Um, learning more about now, um, but halfway through the healing, like I, I felt your energy so strongly that the chair that I was sitting in was moving back and forth, and I kind of had to stop and look, like, am I actually moving? And the chair was moving, and I wasn't 
like my feet were planted on the ground. Um, I think that was just how strong your energy was. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was a really, it was a, I'm still trying to digest it. I'm, I need to journal, I need to journal about it because um, there, I'm already starting to forget some of the things that came up. And I think that we talked about when I took you up to my healing temple that you put a koi fish pond there because yeah. I definitely didn't do that. Um, and I think that came up for you because you like uh, koi fish ponds. But I, really I hope do. when I go back up there, it's still there because it was, I remember we, as we were walking by it, um, and if this doesn't make sense to you what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll just tell you, like, you know, each person is different in how they do healings. For me, you know, I like to visualize, like, I, I grounded Yolanda. I connected her with Source. Her and I went up to um, my Reiki healing temple, and I have, like, a, a healing room where I visualize all this healing work being done, and she was on the table. But as we were walking by, I, I noticed, like, a koi fish pond, and this scene in my head, it's a template, looks the same every time. So when I walked by it, I was like, oh, Yolanda put a koi fish pond there. Cool. <laughs> 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 uh, one of the things that's coming up to share, um, especially about this experience with you, I guess it's, it would be a good thing to share with everyone, um, because a lot of people do. I, one, I want to say I love distant work, too, and part of the reason I think – is because just like you said, you can really let go and go so deep into it. And, you know, it's different than having someone right there in person on the table where you may be thinking about like, I hope they're comfortable. Are they okay? And they're also concerned with, you know, whatever they may be thinking about. Whereas when you do distant, you're totally in your own zone and you can really just like, let go and merge and feel that connection that we have, that oneness that we have. So um, part of what's coming up to share with you and everyone, part of the reason you felt that so strongly was one, because of my openness as well, but it's really that beauty of you even letting go to really merge with exactly that, that oneness. You know, there really is no separation between us and anything. And when we have those moments where we really just kind of, you know, we can feel it and it does feel like, wait, are we in the same space? Like we're really here (laughs) together. It's like, yeah, we really are because there's no separation between us. But then here we are now in our more, you know, analytical minds and, you know, it's, you know, you're in your house, I'm over here and it just, it's harder to connect into that. But when you have those moments and the distant sessions are such a beautiful space to experience that you really get to merge with that oneness and understanding like wow we really aren't separated just because of the intensity I mean I could feel you in you know my space so easily I mean it's like you were right here so yeah it's a beautiful beautiful session and I thank you again and again anyone if you feel called to work with Matthew and have one of these beautiful sessions um, you can contact him there will be a couple of different ways to contact him um, in the show description, but you can also hop over to facebook.com forward slash Reiki Matthew. Reiki Matthew is one word and be sure to like his page. If you have any questions for him, I'm sure he will be responsive, 
But you can also uh, chat with Matthew and I live. We're going to schedule a date to do a Facebook Live in the Seeker Circle. So if you go to Facebook as well, to my um, Facebook page, YouTube Wellness, you'll see where you can join us in the Seeker Circle, and we will do a live Q&A and just, you know, a little bit of follow-up after the show, which will happen, you know, a few days after this actually airs. So you can talk to Matthew yourself. So, yeah, there's that. Um, Before we go, I just want to check in with you, too. Is there anything else that's coming up for you that you would like to share, you would like for people to consider or think about anything on their path or anything that's been, you know, just beneficial on your own? Um, The the biggest thing that's coming up to share is, and I, I definitely stole this from you, is just to practice. Yeah. Um, and that, it, whatever it, that means for you, if you're, if you don't do Reiki, then you know you can practice meditating. But just take your time. You know, there there are days where, you know, as I'm develop, it, this has turned into like a, a daily uh, practice that I have. Whether I'm doing something, um, I try to always be connected, and I'll try to journal every morning. But I don't do that all the time. It, you know. It, some days I just forget or, you know, life happens where you have a three-year-old toddler that will wake you up and you don't get to meditate <laughs> or journal. But, you know, there's little things that I do and it's so easy to do this. And um, I set an, an alarm, a vibration alarm on my watch at noon every day. And when it goes off, I say the five Reiki principles, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm driving, if I'm out with friends, I just kind of make, you know, do a mental note and I just go through my, my five break you principles. Oh, actually, do we have time to can I share one story about that? Yeah, please. I'm, I'm glad that that came up. Um, I was, this was like a cool synchronicity that I had. Um, I was in Taiwan re- not too long ago in the first week of September. And I can't really say what I was doing there, but I was teaching, um, but as I was walking from one site to the other, I, I didn't really notice what time it was. And um, my my alarm went off on my watch. And I started going through. I, I think I made it to, I was still looking at my watch, and I said, just for today. And as I took another step, there was a, um, a cross with Jesus. Like, it looked like a little pendant that fell off someone's necklace. Yeah. It was just right on the path in front of me. Wow. And that was super, that was really big for me. Like, I was like, wow, like, no way. Like, what are, and I was in this massive parking lot. Like, just, like, it was weird that I went down this, like, one path. And it wasn't, like, in the middle. It was, like, off to the side. Um, just a really cool synchronicity that I had, uh, wanted to share. Um, but back to my, you know, maintaining a spiritual practice. Whatever it is you want to do, you meditate um, in the morning um, you, you can do a self-healing in the evening, but just don't be so hard on yourself if you don't do this. There, there are some times where like, I won't do anything for two or three days, and I used to get really bummed out about myself. Um, you know, like, I need to do something every day. Just go mm-hmm. at your own pace and, and do what feels intuitively right and be easy on yourself, you know. There's, there's, one, there's one more point that I want to make, yeah. the whole point of this. The whole point of life and everything is just to have fun. 
Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no. That's it. And, and, you know, that's a really good one for this topic as well, because a lot of people think of spirituality and they think it has to be so serious, you know, and it really can be a lot of fun. And even just by doing the things that you have shared, like just acknowledging the synchronicities and acknowledging, you know, these beautiful things that just show up to almost um, confirm or remind us about the path that we're on. Those things are fun, you know, especially when yeah. you're paying attention. So it can be a lot of fun when you're doing this work. And again, not being hard on yourself and beating yourself up as we have a tendency to do. So I'm really glad that you pointed that out as well. But I have to say again, I can't tell you how thankful I am to have had you, you know, reach out and to have you on the show and really speak about this divine masculine energy because it doesn't come up as much as it probably should. And, you know, a lot of that is because people think like we've been in the divine masculine energy for so long that we don't talk about healing that masculine energy. So hopefully yeah. people will reach out to you. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, so. a big part of it. Yeah. Reach out to you and, you know, hear more of Matthew's story and, I mean, I think you're fascinating. Somebody that would be able to blend these two and really I'm going to be following your transformation because I think, you know, I'm so curious actually. And since you're local, we'll have to have tea or something one day as well. Yeah, <laughs> so for I'll sure. I'm, that yeah, out. Like you, I'm in your life, whether you like it or not. We're friends now. Yeah, we're <laughs> friends. That's it. Yeah, so I'll see you after the show. Maybe, we, you know for what, sure. we'll have to plan to do the Facebook Live, like, together, like, real life. Oh, totally. You'll have to come That's over. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's do that. So, you all, please, you know, go into the show description, um, contact Matthew, have a session with him. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Reiki Matthew. I will also put his email in the show description. And again, be sure to join us for our Facebook Live in the Seeker Circle. So thank you so much, Matthew. I'll talk to you soon. And for everyone thank else, you, remember, oh, you're welcome, my love. And just remember to <laughs> always journey in love.